Wednesday, September 27th. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Here on the Plus, according to you, according to the Plusers, it's Humo Day. Forget about Hump Day. We do Humo Day over here. I don't even know what that means, to be totally honest with you, but the kids like it, so uh, it's good to have you here. The plan was Larry Kruger might be joining us from down in Santa Clara. He said he got there a little bit late, and so if he slips on in at some point, outstanding. If not, We'll, we'll figure it out as the week goes along. But here we are. Welcome to the bird watching that we have to do today because it's Cardinals week. Now, it's Cardinals week has never been a huge rallying cry around the 49ers. I don't think it's Cardinals week has been a rallying cry at any NFL facility. Not never. The Arizona Cardinals are a team you usually have an awful lot of comfortable ability to look past, right? That would be a bad idea. That would be a really bad idea for a team that is taking every single moment of this season as seriously as possible because your aspirations are nothing short of seriously winning the Super Bowl. So that means taking it game by game, cliche by cliche, and step by step. And it's easy to see what the next step is. It's easy to see the Dallas Cowboys on the horizon. That is a big week. It's Cowboys week. I mean, we talk about that. That moves the needle. The Arizona Cardinals, historically, not big needle movers, right? It's not what they do. It's not who they are. But they have been very interesting so far this year. And because they're kind of hard to understand, they're even more interesting than you would think. I tell you what, we got some stuff for you today that I think you're going to find very interesting about the Cardinals, about how this game uh, sets up as a cautionary tale, possibly for the 49ers. It also sets up as a as a game where laying the 14 might not even be a bad idea. But boy, 14 points is a lot of points. It really is to give that up to any NFL team. That's a lot of points, unless it's the Denver Broncos, apparently. But um, we got uh, we got a, a weird pitching change and just another weird night at the ballpark. We got Colin Kaepernick writing letters to the New York Jets. We've got a Rudy Gay sighting around the Golden State Warriors. Believe it or not, we have a goodbye to a Hall of Famer that we need to be, get to today. And we've also just got a little thought experiment before we slip into Club Plus and then we get you over to the VIP room that is me on the AMP app. And let me tell you, we're going to get the lead out on this Wednesday afternoon. All Led Zeppelin playlist. Again, I went down a British rock rabbit hole yesterday. Uh, I have not gotten out of that rabbit hole. We're going full Zeppelin today in the AMP app. Uh, which has got a growing little audience over there. This audience is growing. The podcast audience is growing. And I thank you all so much for being here. Um, Look, the Arizona Cardinals weren't supposed to do a damn thing this year. And they signaled to the entire NFL that part of them not wanting to do a damn thing this year felt like it was directly correlated to cutting Colt McCoy right as the season began. With Kyler Murray on the pup list, it felt like Colt McCoy was going to be the quarterback for the first four weeks. Well, 
Arizona cut Colt McCoy, and then they signed Joshua Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, with a little over two weeks before the season started. That move alone made it look like it was El Tanko. Not a season, not 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 a game to be won this season really was going to be a priority. You're bringing in Dobbs to sc- sort of scuttle hope in your fan base and let them all know that you are literally sitting pole position, what you hope to be the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and a, a, a really good class of quarterbacks that'll be coming out of college. Uh, they're not very happy with Kyler Murray, obviously. Uh, so Josh Dobbs is brought in to be what? The, sacrif- the sacrificial lamb, the trying to tank it all quarterback? Well, an argument can be made now that after three scrappy performances, including an upset win over the Dallas Cowboys, an argument could be made that the Cardinals might be 3-0 and had they signed Josh Dobbs a month before the season started instead of two weeks and six practices for him to get ready. He was turnover prone and a little clumsy in week one. He improved in week two. And by week three, he was good enough to find some of his statistics among the NFL passing leaders. And he also found himself in the win column with the Cardinals over the Cowboys. You look at his quarterback rating. Well, in a six in a 20 to 16 loss to the commanders in week one, he had a 23.4. Again, he was turnover prone. Wasn't a good day for him. In week two, boy, did he improve in a, what, three, four-point loss? Uh, a a 74.9 quarterback rating in week two. And in week three, he was an 83.9 in a 28-16 win over the Dallas Cowboys. You talk about completion percentages in the NFL so far this year. Justin Herbert is number one at 75% almost. Uh, Lamar Jackson is at 73%. You got Josh Allen at 73%. And Josh Dobbs, fourth best completion percentage in the NFL. This might be one of the more surprising completion percentage leaders we've seen had Geno Smith not shocked us all last year up in Seattle, but Josh Dobbs has the fourth best completion percentage of all NFL quarterbacks through three weeks. So that should be something to get Steve Wilkes and his secondary's attention. That should also be something that gets the full attention of this defensive line, which has played very well, but is yet to truly roar this NFL season. And when it comes to, hey, man, I got to make a play. I'm just going to kind of let her rip. Josh Dobbs has been doing that, too. As a matter of fact, and they keep stats on everything now. You know, just what, what's his completion percentage on wide open throws? What's his completion percentage in performance on tight window throws? I mean, they, they've broken down everything on a football field. Uh, the highest rate of aggressive throws into tight windows Now, I'm the wrong person to tell you what exactly constitutes aggressive throw or what constitutes an NFL version of a tight window, but the highest rate of aggressive throws into a tight window in 2023 is Jordan Love at 29%, and then there's Josh Dobbs at 20%. So Josh Dobbs is attacking. He's trying to get it done. And I can tell you right now, it's pretty interesting. Pretty interesting what he has done so far this year. 
I want to quickly get to and thank my sponsors, beginning with Ike, who has a delicious sandwich with your name on it. As a matter of fact, he literally has a sandwich with my name on it. Get the Damon Bruce today. I never recommend trying the me. It's a little arrogant, but seriously, you should all put me in your mouth. You will love me. Enjoy an Ike's sandwich as soon as you can. You'll be happy that you did. Enjoy blackened whiskey as soon as you can. You'll be very happy that you did a great price point. You can find it at BevMo, and it is a great American blended whiskey that works neat, straight up, on the rocks, in a cocktail. You'll be happy it's sitting on your liquor shelf. Uh, many plusers already are. Many plusers are getting their gambling advice from Bottom Line Bets. My man Stefan is just on fire. He is picking winners each and every week, just right out of thin air. No, he does his homework. He does his research and the man is winning at a, compl at a completion percentage. I'm still thinking about Josh Dobbs over here. He's got a winning percentage that is going to officially make Las Vegas afraid of him. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions for my man at StephanBottomLineBets.com. Forget about taking my word for it. Find out for yourself today. Sign up for a daily subscription tomorrow. Get his Thursday night action. Get his package. Get ready to go. You will win with bottom line bets. And where do you make those bets? Well, how about mybookie.ag and use promo code DAMON when you sign up to get 50% deposit match up to $1,000. Speaking of signing up to hang out today, Mr. Larry Kruger did that. And look at him. He's in his car. I'm going to put my headphones on so I can hear you, Larry. How are you, pal? <laughs> Doing great, Damon. Uh what is the Damon Bruce Ike sandwich once again? It is, uh, I am ribeye steak, provolone, onion rings, a little steak sauce. Uh, it's like a steak crunch kind of experience. I'm delicious. Sounds you would love me. Good. Sounds good. Sounds very good. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I uh, know that you hopped in your car and you've gone down to Santa Clara today. You're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan. You are going to go around the locker room. I'm sure talk to a lot of guys. Uh, what kind of vibe are you expecting? It should be a very bouncy vibe. You couldn't ask for a better start than what the Niners have right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have a, a situation where they're feeling good, right? They're feeling good. Uh, they're playing well and they're rested. And, you know, unlike last week, which was like everybody, you know, you felt like you were bumping into guys who were cramming for a test at the last second and everybody didn't have much time this week. You know, they've all had some time to kind of hang out a little bit and feel good. So um, now it's just a matter of bring on the Cardinals. Well, and and Larry, don't don't look past the Cardinals either. Uh, I was going over some some preview of what this matchup looks like, and if, if if you come into this matchup discounting what Josh Dobbs has done in a really short turnaround time, and they signed him two weeks before the year started, and he has gotten so much better each and every week as their quarterback to the point where he beats Dallas last week. Uh, Joshua Josh Dobbs has a little something waiting for the 49ers if they don't take him seriously. Yeah, he can run, and he can create dynamic throws, and they've got a lot of team speed. Hollywood Brown, Michael Wilson, Rondale Moore, um, Dobbs himself. I mean, they've got guys who can run. And, and to me, that's the key right there to the game. I mean, obviously, the first one is stop the run. But the second one, and, and James Conner's a big back, 
But the second one is limit the Cardinals' explosives. If the Cardinals run like they ran against Dallas and they have the kind of explosive plays they had against Dallas or against the Giants in the first half in week two, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. And we all know, we've all seen, I mean, Colt McCoy beat Kyle Shanahan's Niners. So it's not like it can't be done. It can be done. So you got to respect your opponent. You got to stop the run. But more than anything, you gotta um, you gotta limit their explosives. I mean, in the first half against the Giants, they had several explosive plays, and they got up big. And in the second half, the Giants blitzed the hell out of them, and um, you know, the limit. And really, the Cardinals didn't have any explosives, and you know, the Giants came back and won. So I'm really eager to talk to Steve Wilkes. We won't get a chance to talk to him today but we'll probably talk to him tomorrow. And I'm eager because this will, uh, this is a quarterback that, you know, you may want to blitz or at least, you know, to come away with some timely blitzes. Um, you know, the Niners may be able to pressure him with just four, but, and I'm sure they'll try, but if they can't, it's essential that they send blitzes at him because he didn't respond well to the blitz in week two. So you're rolling down the 101. Do you have your phone leaned against your steering wheel right now and you are looking over the phone to drive yourself? I Are we safe here, Larry? Are you comfortable doing this? My goodness. Yeah, it's actually the 680. And yes, I am comfortable and I've got my hands rested 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and I've got my phone locked on uh, the the, the dash. Oh, okay, good. I, I I didn't want you to be doing three things at once. You can definitely <laughs> yeah. handle two things at once. Uh, Larry Kruger joining us live from the Kruger Mobile on the way down to Santa Clara, where I'm sure they're circling. You know what is job one of this defense? And as much as we've just been talking about Dobbs, to me, job one of this defense is making sure James Conner doesn't have a very big weekend. Uh, coming up for the Cardinals. He is a 6'2", 233-pound monster who's averaging 5.2 yards per carry. The, the you know Of the four most productive running backs in football, two of them are going to be at Levi Stadium. you got Christian McCaffrey running the league, leading the league in rushing yards, and Dobbs is the fourth most leading rusher so far in the NFL, or excuse me, Connor is. So, you know, they, they've, the, the 49ers have had an awful lot of success with the beef that they've got up front playing Hargrove and uh, Hargrave and Kinlaw and Armstead together. They're going to need some of that. And I'll tell you, for a big guy, James Conner runs off tackle like a scat back. He is fast for a big guy, and it's where he really beat up the Cowboys last week. Yes, Larry? He, he averaged, what, seven yards a carry against Dallas? Seven. I mean, that's a ton. So, I mean, you, that can't happen. And I think more than anything, Damon, you're right. He's a big back, He's so, but he, he's a little bit faster than you think. you got to take good angles, and you got to go low. You know, you can't tackle this guy around the shoulder pads. you got to go low on James Conner, and you got to gang tackle him. Um but, you know, you mentioned how Hargrave, Armstead, and Kinlaw are playing at a really high level, and they are. And um, all they really need to do is keep playing at that high level, 
and allow Greenlaw and Warner to run free and and to hit, I think they'll be all right. Well, man, look, I wanted you to get down to Santa Clara. The whole point was you would have been there by now. We would have done a little setup, and I know you were running a little late this morning. Thanks for hopping on with this, Lair. Let everyone know where we're going to be on Monday morning since the 49ers play Sunday afternoon. Where are you and I going to be at 8 a.m.? We're going to be talking acai bowls. No, we're we're going to be uh, we're going to be brought to you by Palmetto Superfoods. We're going to be doing the Wake Up 49er show bright and early, 8 a.m. Monday morning, on both of our channels. Um, and you know, it's going to be a huge day. It's going to be you know over a thousand people in the room. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna it's going to be the biggest audience in the Bay Area at that moment. And we're going to be talking hopefully about. A 4-0 49er team that's looking ahead to the Dallas Cowboys. It sounds really good to me, man. And I saw you mention uh, that your channel has officially surpassed 24,000 subscribers. I'm creeping up on eight. You've had an awesome. awful lot to do with my success, Larry. Thank you so much. Hopefully I've had a little to do with your channel's growth as well. But it's wonderful to see you doing so well, man. And thanks for joining us from the Kruger Mobile this morning. Hey, man, anytime. Sorry I couldn't uh, be in the studio and give you a little bit better audio quality. I know this is not as good as normal, but um, I appreciate you. And uh, everybody, like and subscribe at Damon's channel. He's building great things there. So we're, we're going to see it built up, and it's, uh, it's an exciting time. My man, Larry Kruger. We'll talk again real soon, man. Take care. There hey, he man. is. And everyone check out the greatest giant rant of all time. Maybe the 29 greatest minutes of Larry's career. He's got everybody up in arms. He's making friends with Andrew Baggerly. Oh, boy. You got <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. Later, man. There he is. Larry Kruger, boys and girls. The man, the myth, the legend, the angry Giants fan, the very good 49ers reporter and uh, budding YouTube star, Indeed, Larry Kruger. Great to have him on, popping on in. Welcome back. I understand if you were listening on AMP, uh, you might have heard a little radio silence there. These things happen when I bring on a guest. Uh, it was good to have Larry from the driver's seat of whatever he was driving. The, what, I, what is the Kruger Mobile? I feel like I should know that. Ooh, that's it. That's the sip of the day right there. That was good. That was good. Actually, I mean, I'm going to be a little honest. I probably should have gotten to that sip of the day before we started thanking sponsors and gotten to Larry. We we're just, uh, you know, a, a, a few temperature uh, points under the true sip of the day, optimized, perfect sip, but it's good enough. Like, don't let pretty good pass you waiting for perfect, which might never show up. Perfect is already passed this cup of coffee. So there we go. All bets are action. Sip of the day, done. Week four starts Thursday night. I'm looking forward to a little Thursday night, no doubt about it. Uh, Lions at Packers. It's like a revenge from last year's uh, playoff or, or, or trying to keep you out of the playoffs game uh, that Detroit went into Lambeau and won, sending Aaron Rodgers out of there with a loss. See ya, buddy. 
Uh, Lions at Packers Thursday night football. Sure. Yeah, I'll take that game. Dan Campbell be out there biting kneecaps, right? Where's my man? Where's, where's my man Dan Campbell here? Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. Hard to not subscribe to what that guy sells, right? Uh, Sunday, you got a really good heavyweight fight in the early slate. Dolphins at Bills. Woo! You got to be interested in watching a team that just puts 70 on someone, right? Dolphins at Bills in the early slate. We have the Incompetence Bowl made up of the Broncos at Bears, two 0-3 teams. Uh, the loser shouldn't be allowed back on national television for the rest of the year. Ravens and Browns is your early window slugfest. If Bills and Dolphins is an offensive explosion, we're going to have Ravens and Browns a straight-up slugfest. That Cincinnati defense is – or excuse me, that Cleveland defense is just uh, – has been pretty impressive so far this year. We got uh, Raiders at Chargers. Finally, a home game for the Raiders. <laughs> the, the Raiders will never play a home game at home. The only chance the Raiders really have to have a home game is when they play the Chargers, in which case their fans will sell out that stadium because there's more Raiders fans in L.A. than there are Chargers fans or Rams fans probably combined. And there's certainly more Raiders fans in Los Angeles than there are in Las Vegas. And by the way, I believe that uh, I believe that. JT the Brick will be joining me a little bit later on today. We're going to hop on and do something for you. So Raiders fans, I, I haven't forgotten all about you. I promise you that. Um, very, very interesting week four slate beginning on Thursday night. we got the Cardinals at the 49ers on Fox. It is a 125 kickoff. Unfortunately, the booth has got Mark Sanchez in it again. Uh, Kevin Kugler's fine. Mark Sanchez made himself no friends during that 49ers and Rams game. Uh, so Mark Sanchez will be back at it talking about how uh, Brock Purdy's a point guard. Brock Purdy's a point guard. You got anything else to say about this guy? Anything else? Just Brock Purdy's a point guard is all he kept saying. Uh, MetLife's Graveyard Turf will be hosting a couple of primetime games. Sunday night football, it's Chiefs at Jets. If the Chiefs obliterate the Jets, it's going to be an uncomfortable week for Robert Sala. Uh, then on Monday Night Football, we got Seahawks at the Giants. So all sorts of opportunities for primetime catastrophic knee and ankle injuries on the Indian burial ground that is the MetLife turf. And that's a uh, interesting game, Seahawks and Giants. You know, it's a battle for who's going to sit on that two line in the NFC because the one line is clearly occupied by the 49ers and the Eagles kind of now by themselves. Don't count Dallas out yet, but interesting. Oh, my man Ike is in here saying, what's up, Plucers? What's up, Ike? Good to see you. Uh, my man Ike has got a, what, a new store in Palo Alto he's opening today, I believe. So good luck to him. Oh, and speaking of, good, well, I can take the headphones off now that Larry's gone. Hold on, I can take the headphones off now that Larry's gone. And I need to put something on here because we have a birthday to celebrate. We officially now have the youngest Plucer in the room, and that is uh, Nathaniel Richards' new child. Our wife gave birth to our third child last night. Sex has not been identified, so we don't know if it's a boy or girl. But Nathaniel Richards, whatever 
you have there in your little bundle of joy. I would certainly hope that you're already putting up Godzilla stickers in the bassinet and you're going to be raising a proper plucer and uh, welcome to the world, new young Richards. Nathaniel Richards, congratulations to you and your wife. Uh, Again, it's your third child, so you don't need any advice about what to do. The third one gets easier, although a third child doesn't sound easier. Two's enough for me. Uh, But congratulations to you, Nathaniel Richards. Mazel to you and your newborn. So there you go. We celebrate birthdays. Unabashedly, unashamedly, we celebrate birthdays here on the Plus. Uh, let's see. We got the text line. It is screaming. If anyone already had a uh, uh, a a a super chat, I might have missed it while I was talking to Larry. So if you did, I say thank you very much. I can't see them anymore. Uh, here's Nathaniel Richards again saying, "Hey, I'm more nervous about the Cardinals now than a few weeks ago. Weird stuff can happen in divisional games, and weird stuff always happens against the Cardinals." And here's how the 49ers win and cover. Don't turn the ball over. The 49ers have done a really good job not turning the ball over, giving it up. Uh, They've got one of the best turnover uh, ratios, uh, turnover differentials, and the Arizona Cardinals are right behind them. So don't give the Cardinals stolen possessions. Don't do it. Don't do it. How do you help a team that you're supposed to beat upset you? Let them steal a possession. If I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I'm 100% coming into Levi Stadium with a really good punt fake and possibly some razzle-dazzle on, on, on a kickoff. I mean, I'm looking. I'm, what, what do you got to lose if you're the Cardinals, right? It's going to be an interesting little battle. Arizona's defense has created five turnovers in three games. Again, Joshua Dobbs had some, some fumble issues, turnover issues in week one. But this is a defense that's given up 367 yards per game. The Cardinals are giving up 22 points per game. They are beatable defensively, but they've been a little bit more of a load offensively than anyone thought that they would see this year. And it's because Dobbs has been playing really well and getting better by the week, which might have actually scuttled the plans to tank a tanka. Uh, the, 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 the not even trying to tank but might just be doing so. Broncos and Chicago Bears might have something to do uh, with Arizona having the number one pick in the draft. That was the goal of the year. And look, Jonathan Gannon says that, you know, he's aware that Kyler Murray's eligible to return from the pup list after the next game, but they have a plan in place. That sounds an awful lot like they might not be playing Kyler Murray and looking to trade him in the offseason and don't get him hurt and have an automatic uh, deal kicked in for next year if he's hurt because you can't move him. So have the Cardinals given up on Kyler Murray? It kind of feels that way. And with the way that Josh Dobbs is playing, it might even look more that way. Again, there's some interesting pieces. Michael Wilson, Marquise Brown, uh, Rondale Moore. They're the wideouts. You got Zach Ertz and Trey McBride as the tight ends. So there's a little something. More to this Cardinals team than you might have expected. And that is the week four opponent. The week five opponent, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. We know that. The Dallas Cowboys are hosting the Patriots this week. So Bill Belichick will be able to beat up on the the Cowboys a little bit, you know, maybe soften them up for the 49ers just a touch. Uh, There we go. There we go. That is your breakdown 
of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sure we'll have a little bit more for you tomorrow and on Friday as well. Um, One more note from the NFL, and it's literally a note from the NFL. Uh, Colin Kaepernick reached out in writing to the New York Jets asking to be added to their roster. The letter, if you read it, it seems sincere, not performative, not let me just get this out so I can keep my name out there. It seems like he has said that he is he's never not trained for a day since he's last played in football, which is such a long time ago. I mean, it's sad. The whole situation is sad. Uh, what brought him into the situation, what the situation became, the results of that situation, how much it really worked, how much it didn't work, the attention that he drew to an issue, how much attention that he actually drew to a very, um, uh, I, look, I I don't want to go Fiesta Politico, I really don't, but I really think I can make the argument that there might not be one person in America who ginned up more buffoonish racial anger than Colin Kaepernick did at a time when Donald Trump was tapping into that to win an election. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and Kaepernick, he tried to come off as a big thought guy and said that there's no difference between Trump and Hillary Clinton, so you shouldn't vote for either. Eh. Uh, he was wrong about that. He was right about a lot of other things, but he was certainly wrong about that. And I do believe that a level of unreasonable anger which ginned up around him was weaponized to help something that went very wrong. Here's what I'll tell you, Colin. If the Jets actually allow you in the facility, it won't be to help their football team. It will be to help gin up racial anger once again, if that could help Donald Trump, who, by the way, was proven by summary judgment yesterday, uh, an absolute total fraud in the state of New York. Again, I'm not making up what this guy is. I'm reporting on this. is not my opinion. The man is a, a charlatan. He's a proven fraud. Woody Johnson, the owner of the New York Jets, still does fundraisers for him. If I'm Woody Johnson, I'm adding Colin Kaepernick to my team to become a racial lightning rod again to give Donald Trump uh, a level of anger to put his entire campaign upon and see if that'll help him since he's being proven a fraud and a liar and shouldn't even be allowed on the ballot since he capped into an insurrection. But, you know, I don't want to get political today. But Woody Johnson is, uh, as a Republican donating fundraising, asshole NFL billionaire as you can find. So Colin Kaepernick, be careful what you ask for. Otis was like, Kruger on the drive to Santa Clara. Uh, Nathaniel, LK. Yeah, so we've reached the portion of the chat where you saw Larry driving. Uh, Wally Lama's right about this. Provolone is sneaky elite. It is. It, provolone is a great cheese. Th- th- thank you for, thank you for uh, giving up uh, some love for provolone. Uh, Always drip says uh, streaming while driving is dangerous. Yeah. Oh, hey, I I felt that too. I was nervous for Larry there. I said let's 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 wrap this up. We did picture him rolling. There you go. 
Mike, you are right. It is the steak sauce on that Sando that set it off. Larry versus Baggerly. Yeah, the two of them were going at it on Twitter. And all I can tell you is that Andrew Baggerly pulled out some real uh, bullshit skeletons from the closet that made Andy look like a huge dick. And I like Andy. But if this whole thing is about finding honesty, the fact that Andy's bringing up shit from 2004 means, you know, Larry was trying to talk about baseball right now. If you're going back 20 years for talking points, trying to come up with what was, you know, then the worst moment of a guy's career to try to define him going forward, the only thing I can say is go fuck yourself. Seriously. And your father would tell you that too, Andy. Ike, I'm going to eat you today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. How often does another man say that to another man in the Bay Area? Well, probably more often here than anywhere else. But uh, thank you. Thank you very much, Ike, for eating me. Mobile Kruger. Let's see this traditional radio. uh, Try this stunt. His future's so bright, he's got to wear shades indeed. Thank you very much, Rick Mightybone. By the way, Rick loved the Larry Kruger Giants rant. Leslie saying, love seeing Larry in the car. Again, I'm a little nervous about Larry in the car there. A little nervous. A little nervous about Larry in the car. Otis Bird, he read the same kind of article that I did, too, about Josh Jobs. Joshua Dobbs doesn't even have his... He's the starting quarterback, and his jersey's not even being sold in the team's store. That probably changes by the next home game for the Arizona Cardinals. But yes, that's how much of an expectation they had for Joshua Dobbs. Yeah, when you saw Rockin' New Air 84, you saw, you saw like Larry just got on the freeway. That's when I started getting a little bit nervous, to be totally honest with you. I saw Larry get on the freeway. Like, I thought if he's driving somewhere around like Tasman, he's somewhere around Great America. All right, that's a kind of an empty office park that's easy to drive. Now, Larry just took us right down uh, 280 or no, 680, wherever he was going. I remember a few years ago where Rod Woodson got a ticket for talking to Papa and Bonte on the phone while driving. (laughs) I remember that, too, actually. I do remember that, too. Thank you very much, Skills. Uh, Good times. Josh, Larry riding dirty. I mean, he might have had a little weed on him. I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. Larry's going to hop out, bip some vehicles, so they have to call Marin Auto Glass. Look at you, Wally Lama, helping out the sponsors. I like that. What we really should have done is had Larry drive to a Palmetto Superfood and get an acai bowl. Okay. All right. What else we got? Well, you know what? We will get back into all of this. We will get back into all of this. Uh, The chat 
when we get into Club Plus in just a little bit. Uh, Danny GTV says, Damon, I was listening on the AMP app to stream with my phone, but got cut off because I'm at work. So I had to switch to YouTube to be able to hear Larry. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing that I haven't quite figured out how to get the interview on AMP as well. I don't not, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need some 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 technological savvy to figure that out. And I don't have very, very much of that. So before we get into Club Plus, did you see that the Golden State Warriors have signed Rudy Gay? Rudy Gay is going to compete for the Warriors' open roster spot in training camp. He's 37 years old. He's played for five teams across 17 NBA seasons. And honestly, I remember doing the I Think Rudy Gay would be a perfect Golden State Warrior show eight years ago. Like I did that show in 2015, 2016. I was talking about how Rudy Gay is someone that would be a perfect for the Warriors. But that was that was a long time ago. The Warriors are seriously putting together a team that is going to go to Denny's and order a senior slam and and get the early bird discount. I mean, the Warriors are old, but that's a lot of basketball IQ. And it's clear that this franchise has made a decision surrounding Steph with the smartest players that they can find at the price means more than surrounding Steph with raw talent that they will try to figure out as it goes along. They absolutely, absolutely want some experience around Steph Curry, and they've got some. Now, I saw Charlie Cummings, who is also uh, the he's the host of the Game 6 Clay podcast, uh, says that uh, Gay had the second lowest career points per shot attempts last year, driven by decreased efficiency in the three-point shot where he was just 25%, and at the rim, he was only 62%. He still rebounds, but basically what Rudy Gay is is maybe a productive eight minutes a night, a mid-range jump shot, and a couple rebounds. That's, that's all Rudy Gay is at this point. He's good in the mid-range, but... Man. Okay. Rudy Gay it is. Just another totally normal pitching change for Gabe Kapler last night, right? What was that between him and Bribia? I don't I didn't get that. Uh what we did get was the Giants getting shut out and into the loss column. So the Giants are playing must-win baseball every night and have dropped three out of four in doing so. A 4-0 shutout to the Padres. No one's even trying to finish strong. If body language could be interpreted, the body language of the San Francisco Giants is directly saying, fire this manager. We do not want to play hard for him at the end here. As the world is starting to question the validity of our plan and this front office and this manager, we're going to do nothing to make them look good. The Giants have made that choice as a team. Sean Manaya takes the ball tonight. And the Giants are going to finish in fourth place, aren't they? I guess things could be worse. They could have the worst owner in the world and be off to Las Vegas eventually. That's the A's. And the A's had a team record last night. You know, we called it. And I'm sure 
You'll never forget where you were when the A's dropped their 109th loss, which is officially a, uh, a record for losses in a season since moving to Oakland back in 1968. What a, what a, what a shame. What a shame. Uh, the franchise record is 117. That was set by Philadelphia A's back in 1916. There aren't enough games left for that to happen. But what an absolute unmitigated embarrassment, a total embarrassment that entire franchise has intentionally been rendered into. Speaking of intentions, talking about baseball, Larry's rant is Hall of Fame worthy. I rewatched it last night after seeing Bribia's hidden ball trick. Killing me, Smalls. <laughs> oh, man. We got to say rest in peace to Brooks Robinson. Now, when Brooks Robinson played his final year, I was only two years old, but people that I grew up learning baseball from spoke of Brooks Robinson with nothing but the utmost respect. He is, what, the, the greatest player in Baltimore Orioles history? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's, he's in that conversation for sure. Brooks Robinson spent his entire 23-year career with the Orioles, 18-time All-Star, AL MVP in 1964, uh, finished with good offensive career numbers and what people who watched his career say is the single greatest glove to ever play third base. ESPN.com even said Brooks Robinson was known as the human vacuum cleaner. He won 16 consecutive gold gloves, second to only Greg Maddox, who won 18 in a row as a pitcher winning all those gold gloves. So there you go. Brooks Robinson, fare thee well, great player, great life lived, royalty in Baltimore forever. Rest in peace to Brooks Robinson. So we're about to hop into Club Plus, but I just want to sort of update you where the media world is. And as we are celebrating Larry Kruger eclipsing 24,000 subscribers and really be one of the hardest working guys out there and crushing it on YouTube, inspiring guys like me to believe that your entire career can happen right here on YouTube, I'm always looking for more, more evidence, you know, a second opinion. Can this really work over here? And the answer is a definitive absolutely. I just saw today that CBS Sports Radio, which is a national, nationwide network, okay, uh, has hosted a YouTube page since 2015 and has posted over 6,000 videos since 2015 for their YouTube page. So that's an entire network of programming that's morning, midday, afternoon, and evening shows. So you've got an entire lineup of shows to be posting videos from. You've got a team full of producers hunting sound and booking guests and editing videos from a fancy studio in New York City that has, you know, an HR department and promotions department and salespeople and a bevy of totally useless middle managers who are all being paid six figures to do what exactly nobody really knows. But to say that CBS Sports Radio is um, 
a little over bloated would be a massive overstatement. I mean, its overhead is now several millions, tens of millions of dollars. And I want to remind you that they've had an eight-year head start on me. They've had an army of help marching behind them at all times. CBS Sports Radio's national subscribers to their YouTube page is at 10.2 thousand subscribers. And again, they've been at this for eight years. I've been on YouTube since April. I've posted a grand total of 428 videos. That includes live shows and clips and interviews and shorts. I guess after this one posts today, it'll officially be my 429th video. And we're going to eclipse 8,000 subscribers next week. Now, again, Larry's at 24. He's doing incredible. CBS Sports Radio, for eight years, 6,000 videos posted, is sitting at 10.2. I am sitting at nearly kind of approaching eight with only 400 and about 50 videos posted. It's my one-hour daily show, a post-game show, a weekly AM show that I pull some video from, and here is my production team. Uh, it's just me. I'm the producer. I'm the guest booker. I'm the editor. I'm the gatherer. I'm the sales department. I'm the promotions department. I'm the HR department, and my only assistant is my wife. And she's more than just an assistant, believe me. She helps with all of the stuff that is around business that I've always been bad at. And she certainly helped all the technology that I was needing, the lighting, the, the feng shui behind me to make this puppy go. But you tell me who's winning that race. You tell me who's winning that race. Eight-year millions of dollars network with 6,000 videos to get 10,000 subscribers or 186 days of me just trying to tinker around and figure this out with a MacBook Pro, fewer than 450 videos, and I'm at nearly 8,000 subscribers. Folks, we are no longer in a content distributor economy. This is the content creator economy, and no one gives a shit where the show that they like is as long as it's on YouTube, because they'll find it. And that's why it's so good to be here. By the way, uh, one of those is an Odyssey company, the company that just laid me off. One of those is an Odyssey company, and the other one is this. In 2018, Odyssey stock was trading at $218 a share. Today, it's been delisted from the New York Stock Exchange and sitting at $0.52 cents a pop. Me, I'm sitting at home on a fortune that the Plus Empire will eventually become. If I started selling stocks today, they would be worth more than $0.52. Cents. I know that. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.